think we should build a wall over Florida before we should build a wall over Mexico. You are listening to the Pod Full of Sunshine podcast recorded live straight out of Florida, where it's illegal for anyone wearing a swimsuit to sing in public. So grab your orange juice, dump in that champagne, cut you a slice of key lime pie, and get ready for an hour of crazy, off-the-wall stories from the Sunshine State. Here are your hosts, Greg and Diana. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Podful of Sunshine. I'm Diana. Greg here. And we are a comedy news podcast that discuss all the fucked up stories that come out of Florida. And beyond. And beyond. Um, to Xfinity and beyond. Yeah. So we are back for our episode 33, maybe? Maybe. And it's officially our first year, first episode of the new year. Because last week's came out on the 31st. So technically, this is the first one of 2019. Yeah, it is the first of 2019. Yeah. Do you know what is the 20th anniversary of 2019? No, I don't. Well, let me just show you. Or take a listen. Hello. Hey, who? What's up? Nothing, B. Just watching the game, having a bud. So, but you? Nothing. Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? <laughs> That's 20 Yo. years old, huh? Yo, pick up the phone. Hello? What's up? What's up? 20 years old, and it's still just Where's as you? fucking annoying. <laughs> I thought they like stopped doing that like they did because it was so annoying i'm sure they did i couldn't stand it then and what's up my god that just blew my eardrums off (laughs) so bad don't do that again (laughs) just trying to stick with the i'm gonna have to fix that in post-production and turn that down a notch okay no more So last week we teased that I had three stories left over from the week before and we gave a little teaser. So I think we should just hop right into them. Let's hop right in. Yeah, I'm going to turn you down a notch. See, you always complain that I'm too soft. Now I'm loud and you don't like it. I I think it's just remnants of the what's up. What's up. Um, The first story that I teased had to do with a pet fish. A pet fish. A pet fish. And do you remember a few months ago when we talked about Southwest Airlines redid their um, like service pet policy? Their pet policy. And now there's only certain animals allowed? Well, apparently a fish is not one of them. Well, is that even a pet? Yeah, fish are pets. pets. Are they? Yeah. Are Blake just... had a pet. Blake Jr. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't have any interaction to it. What no, do you do? Just suck. knock on the aquarium? Hey, little guy. Yeah, that's what Blake did. So a San Diego area college student is accusing Southwest Airlines of forcing her to leave her pet fish at Denver International. I wonder if they flushed it. I don't know. But it's like, come on, Southwest. It's a fish. Like, can you cut her some slack? Right. Cut her some slack. Last Wednesday, and this was... Uh, probably about three weeks ago now. University of Colorado sophomore Lannis Paulus was getting ready to fly home for the holidays with Cassie, a pink male betta fish she has owned since her freshman year. Um, I've taken him everywhere with me. 
that's kind of weird, right? Like, why do you take a fish everywhere? <clears throat> well, like, I mean, maybe she means like, oh, well, I was... I took him to college with me. I took him to my new apartment with me. But she's me. taking him home for the holidays. Like, well, I think maybe she Maybe she has means... no way to feed her beta fish. Maybe. But the fact that she says she takes him everywhere, it's like... A little weird. A little weird. Um, although the Transportation Security Administrative website says live fish are allowed on planes as carry-on luggage, Southwest employees told... Thank you for yawning right in the microphone. Wow, my sound's really good. Is Southwest employees told Palace only small cats and dogs that fit in an underseat carrier are allowed. This surprised her, she said, because she was taken. She has taken numerous trips on Southwest with Cassie. She really does bring Cassie everywhere. I have traveled with it. I've had it in my container too. Maybe they just didn't make a big deal out of it. Palace told the station after a gate agent refused to hold the fish at the counter for thirty minutes so a friend could pick it up. Palace was forced to ask random passengers on other airlines that allowed fish if they could care for Cassie. Although she found a willing party to take care of Cassie, she was still unable to get that person's name or contact info. Why not? Why couldn't you get their info? So did she ever get Cassie back? Um, as of this story, no. Aww. Yeah. I think the Southwest Airline people were just being bitches. Rules are rules. Regulations are regulations. You let one person slide, you have to let everybody slide. No, but they on their website, they said that fish are allowed. I thought they said small dogs and cats were allowed. And they also said when she checked their website that fish are allowed. Oh. Like, not as a service animal, but, I mean, it's not going to take up room, so. Well, maybe these Southwest people should lose their jobs. Maybe they should. They're just being little bitches. <clears throat> bitches. Bitches. Um, one of our other spoilers or little, not spoiler, but hints of the news stories had to do with the drunk gym teacher. Well, you might have to be drunk these days to teach gym. I, I would have to be drunk to teach kids at all. But this comes from Iowa. An Iowa gym teacher was so drunk on the job Monday that administration administrators called the cops on her. Aaron Ellerbach, 38 gym teacher at Jefferson Middle School, was charged with public intoxication. <laughs> um, they found a 16-ounce can of Mike's Harder strawberry lemonade and two more unopened cans. Those little Mike Hard lemonades are no joke. I mean, damn, she was just drinking in class? <clears throat> yeah, an officer um, who questioned Ellerbach at the school said she smelled of alcohol, had red watery eyes, and slurred speech. Well, maybe she just had a speech impediment. And she took a breath test and blew a point two two four. That's just drug. It's over the limit. Um, Is that another one you hear? <laughs> Gosh, I'm not even just... I can also hear your breathing, so I need you to quiet your breathing. <laughs> Please stop breathing, Greg. <laughs> okay, so this one I found was, I don't know, funny, weird... It has to do with Fortnite and the Carlton dance. Alfonso Ribeiro, you know who he is? I don't know who he, he is. He played Carlton on Fresh Prince of no, Bel-Air. I know who he, he did is the now. Carlton dance. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Well, he is suing Fortnite because apparently in Fortnite they do the Carlton dance, which I guess he has. Did he have a copyright for it? I'm thinking so. Let's read the story. Battle Royale-style game Fortnite is known for its whimsical characters and wild dance moves, but they may be in trouble for copying the Carlton dance. The famous dance move was created by Alfonso Ribeiro on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 
and now he's suing the game creators for mimicking the well-known moves on the viral game. Ribeiro filed a lawsuit against the game company Epic Games for the alleged direct use of the dance move, which he claimed he's in the process of copywriting. Well, if you're in the process, then, then you don't own it, yeah, right? I don't think so. Yeah. The Fortnite dance move was added to the game's choices in January and is formally called Fresh Emote. Ribeiro called out that name in the lawsuit. And the reaction from many players worldwide was immediate recognition of the emote as embodying the dance and intern Ribeiro. So, yeah, he's suing them for doing the Carlton. Maybe they'll shut down Fortnite. And apparently this isn't the first lawsuit Fortnite has faced. On December 5th, rapper 2 Millie. I have no idea who Rapper that is. who? 2 Millie. Ah, uh, he sounds like a loser. The number 2, M-I-L-L-Y. But he filed a nearly identical lawsuit to Ribeiro's, which claimed the game stole his Milky Rock dance. Never even heard I of it. I have never even heard of that. Two mil or whatever. Millie? Two Millie? Two, two Millie. <laughs> what does he rap? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's YouTube him. And maybe we should look up this dance, too. We should just get the boys in here. I bet they know the dance. I bet they don't know who Two Millie is. The video's really dark. I'm having a hard time seeing it. Yeah, I've never heard of him. He sounds like he sucks. <laughs> I never understood people that liked rap music. Like, I cannot get into it. I even tried really hard to get into it, and I just I don't get it. You probably used to like rap, right? No. Like, even the whole Tupac and Biggie thing. I mean, I like some of their songs, but, like, some of them, I'm just like, ow. Well, they were, I guess they rap. They were more like, they had more, like, charisma. And they rap, I mean, they they're, they were, their, their music had a little bit different beat to it. You know, on... I got back into some corn. I used to love me some corn back in my <sighs> college days. My friend Shannon got me into corn. And I found a documentary on the Showtime app. And it was about their uh, drummers called Crazy with a K Love or something. And so I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I love corn. So I've been like streaming corn radio on Pandora. And mm, God, oh. I forgot how much I love them. Yeah, corn. K-O-R-N. Did you, did you ever get into heavy metal type stuff? Not really. No? That no, wasn't really. You were a Tupac fan, though. I did like Tupac. I'm uh a little bit of Sublime, too. That was good. You ever hear that song? The song Sublime. Sublime. Yeah, they were good. They it's were, not a were... song. It's a band. Well, yeah. I yeah. know. They were... They, I like listening to them. Yeah. Even, but they weren't really rap. They were... They they're were kind of like reggae-ish. Yeah, right? they were cool. Yeah, I didn't even get into them either. maybe. I remember one summer, I went to a bunch of concerts. I went to Ozfest, Kenny Chesney, and uh, Sync. So that shows you how well-rounded I am yeah, in music. Yeah, Yeah. Did you see uh, the NSYNC characters? I'm sure you did because you went there. Yeah, my purse got <clears throat> stolen at that damn concert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I you know, I'm like, sue who NSYNC? the fuck steals <clears throat> a purse at an NSYNC concert? And well, who brings is, a purse to an NSYNC concert? Well, I did. And it was a small one, you know, but like I was tired of holding on to it. And we were um, like the furthest row back in the bleachers. So like behind us wasn't anything besides where people walk. And so NSYNC was getting ready to come on. And all the lights went out. And I was like, I'm going to put this right in between me and K 
Caitlin's feet. And that way I'll be able to feel if someone takes it. And once you know someone fucking took it and I didn't feel it. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah. Fucking insane. That'll teach you. That will teach me. All right. Well, 2019 news-wise has kicked off with a bang. We have a fucking loaded outline. Lots of O Florida stories. Lots of what the fuck stories. And I even tweeted about it today. Like, there's been a lot of dark stories out there so far in 2019. So it makes me a little nervous about what's to come. Yeah. Any other input? Well, I mean, it is a dark world. It is a dark world. And yeah. But through all the shit stories, we managed to find a bunch of good ones. Yeah, we did. So let's, uh, since we have such a packed outline, let's jump right into O Florida. O Florida. O Florida. I was waiting for that. All right, our first O Florida story comes to us from Isla Morada, Florida. I think that's in the Keys. I think so, too. Oh, actually, it is. The first sentence is a Florida Keys fisherman. There we go. Says it right in your outline. Florida Keys man walks keys in car. No, that's not the story. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a little sneak peek of the next story to come <clears throat> up. I thought we were rotating every other one. <sighs> oh, okay. Okay, so you're doing the cocaine one? Well, go ahead and do the that cocaine one. I'm fine. I'll just... <clears throat> No, I'm doing this one because I like this one better. Okay. So, we are a hot mess this morning. You know why it is? It's because we're not drinking. It is. Yeah, we usually have a mimosa <coughs> when we podcast and Greg will have a beer. But you know what we're doing? We're doing dryuary where we don't have any booze. What a pisser that is. Yeah, so these next few weeks are going to be sober shows. Well, and we're usually sober when we do record, but at least like having a mimosa like loosens us up. Right, it does loosen us up. Right now, I feel like we're doing a bunch of stuttering and stammering, and we, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We probably are doing a bunch of stuttering and stammering. And then Greg's just repeating everything I say. <laughs> I wish you could have seen my eye roll. <laughs> All right, so our first story comes to us from the Miami Herald. The headline is, he was already in trouble for speeding and really didn't want cops to search his car. That was kind of a lame-ass headline. The story's yeah. way better, I promise. <clears throat> a Florida Keys man pulled over for speeding Christmas Eve, locked his keys inside his car when Monroe County Sheriff's Office deputies told him they were going to search the vehicle. According to the rest report, Charles Albert, Albert Garcia, 40, had a reason to worry and had a reason why he didn't want people to search his car. Because deputies found small amounts of cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, and amphetamine pills and, and he was a convenience store and marijuana inside the lexus according to deputy jason farr's affidavit garcia from big pine key was arrested on multiple felony drug possession counts felony driving he was like a walking drug store for yeah. illegal drugs he had a little bit of everything oh. but he's obviously not very smart because when he got pulled over he just he's like huh, if the key's locked you guys can't go in that didn't work out for him so what, he just got out and locked his car? Yeah, they said they wanted to search his car, and he got out and locked the car. Um, well, that sounds dumb. 
Farr stated that he pulled Garcia over shortly after 11 p.m. Monday after clocking him doing 70 and a 45. Jesus. Hey, dude, if you have a shit ton of drugs in your car, may I recommend not speeding? Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. was your probable cause right there, probably, to get in your car. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. I mean. Because also, like. I don't know. He was screwed either way. But if you lock your car and basically your keys in your car and say, no, you can't search it. Like, okay. Now they're really going to search it. That's just screaming. I have something bad in there. I do. All right. You want to do the cocaine story? Yeah. The one that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, this one is out of the Florida Keys, too. Man, hey. the keys are some fucked up shit right now. Yeah. I can't even talk over here. It's because we don't have alcohol. Florida Keys, Fisherman reels up to 60 pounds of suspected cocaine. Well, the picture to me looks like cocaine. Cocaine. I'm sure that's not a real picture from the thing, is it? Why wouldn't it be? What what do they think? It's just, um, what's that stuff that you use to build muscle? Creatine? Creatine, baby. Anyway. Islam Orda, Florida. That's Islam Orda, Florida. A fisher, Florida Keys fisherman reeled in an unusual catch, 40 to 60 pounds, 18 to 25 kilograms of white powder. Kilograms? That authorities suspect is cocaine. I'll just give it a little smell. You'll be able to tell. Or a lick. <laughs> Monroe County Sheriff's Office. rub it on your gums. Right. <laughs> Monroe County Sheriff's Office spokesman Adam Linhard said a plastic wrapped bale washed up Saturday morning under a dock in... Ismorada. God, what a Ismorada. Ismorada. Okay. Well, that's a weird name. In an email Sunday, Linehard said the fisherman spotted the bale and pulled it out of the water. The plastic um, wrapping was ripped, and when the fisherman cut into one of the corners, he found white powder inside. The fisherman called the Coast Guard, Linehard said. The bail contained 25 smaller packages of powder, and it was turned over to federal authorities. I mean, if he was smart, he could have, you know, not been a law-abiding citizen and just found a local cocaine dealer and be like... Yeah, but then it's like... I mean, that's a lot of fucking coke and a lot of money. You get caught with that, you um, yeah, are going to go to jail for I a while. I probably would have done the same thing. I really wouldn't have. You probably should have taken a little bit, though, for, like, personal... Yeah, I mean, they said there was some individually wrapped, like, take uh, one, you know? I mean, but then again, you never know. <laughs> Cocaine is bad, kids. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, oh, are you done with that story? Yeah, that was all the story. So they didn't say, like, if you got a reward or where the cocaine came from um, or if it was even cocaine at all. I bet it was cocaine. I bet uh, it was. Uh, what's that? Um, just some uh, CNN headline news. Uh, beaches, jungles, deserts, landmarks. Whenever you want to rest, explore, or learn, there's a vacation spot on the list for you. Wow, that is a <sighs> stupid notification. Like, do you have I, your settings set up so they send you stupid headlines? I guess so. I mean, I thought CNN was a, like a news-bearing place. I guess not. <clears throat> They're selling vacations. Yeah. Um. Our next story comes from Thanona Sasa, and mm. I love this story just because it took me years to be able to ma- to pronounce Thanona Sasa. 
like it I think for the first few years I was like the no because there's so many damn s's in it but this has to do with four were arrested after a trailer carrying half a million dollars worth of tequila was stolen let's take a listen to this story wow what the hell happened there well, after this advertisement, which takes 30 fucking seconds. Are we ready now? Yes, the advertisement's done. Deputies say the four men are from different parts of Florida, but allegedly came together to pull off this crime. Emergency lights early Monday morning mark the end of a half a million dollar crime. It was organized. Uh, this had been planned because the box truck was there to meet them. These four men, Vidal Estrada, Lemuel Escobar, Humberto Ramirez, and Alberto Obaya, accused of detaching and stealing a trailer in Hillsborough County. What was inside? Hold on, I want to pause real quick. Pause. At first. At first, I was wondering, why did they choose tequila? But then simply their names. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes they sense. They probably should have just bought some tequila in Mexico. Oh, fuck, I lost the fucking story when Great I hit pause. Diana. Okay, I'll just read it. Half a million dollars worth of tequila was stolen from a truck driver in Hillsborough County, and four men are charged with a crime. Sheriff's deputies say a truck driver was heading from Miami to Tampa when his trailer went missing after he went into the Tampa truck stop for dinner on U.S. Highway 301, 11 p.m. on Sunday. We do know it was organized and this had been planned because the box truck was there to meet them, said Danny Alvarez, the spokesman for Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Deputies arrested Vidal Estrada, Lemuel Escobar, Humberto Ramirez, and Alberto Abaya, who loved tequila, for burglary and other crimes related to the liquor theft. They're accused of detaching and stealing a trailer with 966 cases of Patron worth $507,000 in retail value. That's a lot of fucking Patron. I know. What were they going to do with it? It's not like you could just go... S I guess you could sell it on eBay I or Amazon. Know. I mean, to have <clears throat> that much damn tequila and the fact that they planned it, like, you're going to pick tequila of all the things you're going to rob. Well, I mean, what? Well, they have to have a plan. Do they... Maybe they were... <clears throat> I, I mean, I They just did have a plan. I just don't know how you would sell it to somebody other than just black market sell it. You can't just outright right. sell that stuff. Yeah. When the truck driver came outside from dinner, the trailer was gone. His cab was there, but no trailer. So he calls the police, and they respond. They send out aviation, dogs, and they're looking. The thieves managed to somehow get roughly 11 miles away from Ike Smith Road in McIntosh and Thanona, Sasa. Around 12.30 a.m., they located the trailer and being offloaded into a box truck by four individuals, and they were arrested. The suspects had moved 20 cases so far. So they weren't working very fast. So they didn't even drive more than 11 miles away. Like, they probably would have no clue if they had just kept on driving further. Well, I think what the plan was was to get it out of that trailer that was registered to the truck. So that, like, if... So that if so they probably didn't expect such an immediate response. Right. Because, I mean, um, I think if they get it in that box truck, it's a lot harder to catch them. The police said that... <coughs> they were basically lucky that the thieves stayed close by. Since it was right there near the highway, the truck could have easily gotten on the highway and head north, south, east, or west and would have been out of our county in no amount of time. That's true, because Polk County is, like, not that far away. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, um, they didn't get their tequila. No tequila for you. All right. That sucks. I mean, at least, at least they picked good tequila to try and rob. Yeah, at least they did. Patron is actually one of the only tequilas I can drink. I remember in college, 
I called out of sick from my hosting job at Applebee's and me, we had just gone back from Christmas break and me and my roommate, Rachel, we were underage, but we had our sister buy us a handle of like Jose Cuervo and we just did shots and mm, shots. You should have just done it at work at Applebee's. I'm pretty sure that night I puked in the um, shower. We had actually left because we ran out of tequila. So we went and her sister bought us more tequila and our dorm was a dry dorm. You're not supposed to have alcohol. So we are booking it through the common area. And fucking Rachel tripped and fell. And the fucking tequila bottle broke and went everywhere. And we just took off running. Oh, my gosh. The RAs were going to like find us. That sucks. And ever since then, I can't do tequila. But Patron is the one tequila I can do. But I can't do shots of it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do shots of it. Well, yeah. we should. Ew, no. It will make me throw. Like, I am to the age where if I try and do a shot, I will gag and probably throw up. I don't think that's true. If you were taking a nice fruity shot, you wouldn't gag. I mean, that's not a real, but I'm talking straight liquor. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right, what you got? Florida man arrested for attacking McDonald's employee over not getting a straw, police say. This one has made headlines, like, all over. I think I got a video. Yep. Is happy her video could help police catch Taylor. I don't, I don't know what was in his mind. I could hear that. Going viral tonight showing a man lunging violently and grabbing a local McDonald's employee. ABC Action News reporter Heather Lee tonight speaking with a woman who captured this video about what apparently set the customer off. Daniel Taylor spent New Year's Day in jail charged with simple battery and witnesses tell me it all started because of this. It's video lighting up social media. Showing a man pulling a McDonald's employee by the shirt over the counter. Even though she was at work, you know, it's a, a limit to how much these uh, employees can Brenda Duty was the person holding the phone, watching as this fight began escalating quickly. She says it started when 40-year-old Daniel Taylor walked over okay, to the can stop now. to grab a straw at this McDonald's on 34th Street in St. Petersburg. He was yelling. Wow, he was beating the <laughs> hell out of this. And she didn't care either. She, she, she swung at his ass. She swung the fuck out of it and landed a lot of good shots all because like who the fuck do you think you are you motherfucker putting your hands on someone over a fucking straw i would just fall to the ground and then sue them later in life or sue the company that i was well, working apparently, for apparently um they when they were escorting him out someone was holding the door and he like kicked the girl in the stomach that was holding the doors and he's a homeless guy from the area and was arrested oh, a homeless guy that's yeah. a shame and you know how this all could have been avoided as if this man had one of our reusable stainless steel straws that you can get for eight ninety nine on Amazon. Well, he's homeless, so he probably couldn't have used one of those straws. He probably should have just had a plastic straw he used yesterday and used that one over. From the cocaine that he reeled off the beaches of the Keys. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> no, not poor guy, poor girl. Like. Oh, yeah, I mean, poor girl. Yeah, I'd be so fucking pissed. And then, so there was rumors going around on Twitter that McDonald's fired her and people were planning this boycott, but apparently she wasn't fired. Well, if she wasn't fired, she would have had a nice penny. Like, they, she would have sued them. Yeah. For sure. She could probably still get some kind of 
lawsuit against that. Yeah. But she friggin' like went nuts on him and like honestly kind of whooped his ass and good for her. Yeah, good. I mean, don't Next put your hands on me. Keep your hands to yourself and bring your own straws. Or just be patient and then grab a straw when she gives it to you. And like they didn't really get into what exactly about a straw. Like did did he was he just so irate because maybe she forgot to give him a straw? If that's the case, like that's stupid. they don't hand straws out. They don't. So what about the straw caused? I such guess an it explosive... was there was none over where they grabbed them. Maybe we'll never know. <laughs> Shit happens, I guess. Um, this next story comes to us from our very own Polk County. Polk County. Fun fact, um, sometimes when I Google Polk County stuff for like to find the boys' school stuff, there's a Polk County in Iowa. Oh. And guess who lives in Polk County, Iowa? This person? What person? That you're about to talk about? In the news story? Yeah. No. No, uh, Michelle from Welcome to My Show podcast also lives in... Polk County? Polk County, <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. I wonder if they're Polk County, Iowa is like Polk County, Florida. Because we got some real rednecks here. We do got some real rednecks. <clears throat> um, okay. So, Polk County. And it has to do with cows. <laughs> Two cows were killed in, Pope, in a Polk County crash. <laughs> the crash of all five vehicles and several cows near Highway 17 North and Vigeron Road. Two I don't ca- know where that's at. I don't either. According to Sheriff's Office, the crash involved five vehicles and several cows... Four people from one vehicle were sent to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, They must have had a cow attack. (laughs) That is the fucking article. Like, that's literally it. Hold on. Let's hear what the news story has to say, which I can skip in. All these fucking ads. Everybody needs a piece of the cow. I guess. I refuse to ever buy anything that... Right, skip ad. Right now, Polk County deputies are trying to figure out how cows got loose and ended up in a five-vehicle accident. It happened near Highway 17 in Fort Meade. Officials say four people were sent to a nearby hospital. They're expected to be okay. As for the cows, two died. Poor cows. And that's it for the news story. Okay, so cows got out, got out of road, caused a crash, and... Well, I can see that. There's a lot of cow pastures around here, and they were just... You know, walking out on the... They were out on the town. They then, were out on the town. And they got hit. Yep. What's That's your next shame. one? Oh, I got one. They didn't even say how many cows, but they did say two of them died. Florida... <coughs> Ooh, did you me. just hit puberty? I did. Florida mugger attacked Tax Senior, who was a kickbox champion. Whoops. Loses TKO. Okay. So here's a story. A Florida mugger picked the wrong senior citizen to attack. 68-year-old Steve Shepard was limping to his car last week. A pulled muscle impaired his stride when a mugger hit him in the head with a bottle and demanded his cell phone. Shit. Bad choice. Bad choice. Shepard is a five-time kicks kickboxing champion world kickboxing oh, champion so not even just like a poke county yeah. or a county champion though retired champion. 18 years he's been training to become the oldest professional fighter 
he has a bout scheduled for March. And I would like to continue to read more, but it won't, my thing won't, you know where it says continue to read more? Yeah. It doesn't. You can't read more. It doesn't read more. Let me see if. uh, Maybe your story you can read more. Yeah. Let me open mine. Yeah. It's not letting me either. What a fucking. Get your shit together, WFLA. It's a damn shame. All I wanted to do was read more. (laughs) Here, let me see if I could get the video to play. This five-time world champion kickboxer is unstoppable at 68 years old. He's a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame member since 1982. My claim to fame is I beat the guy who knocked out Mike Tyson. Tonight he's training really? at Kickbox Superfit Gym. Which Why would he make that up? To return to the ring as the oldest professional fighter. The match is set for March, but his training to fulfill his dream was put on hold for a few days. I got about halfway to my car, and all of a sudden, bam! Shepard was leaving Anita's Mexican restaurant in West Palm Beach last Thursday when he says a man hit him in the back of the head with a bottle and ambushed him, demanding his cell phone. He says he blacked out for a few seconds. Then he starts yelling at me, give me your effing phone. So I started thinking maybe I picked up the wrong phone <laughs> in the restaurant. He says the crook was angry and didn't stop attacking him. Then bystanders tried to break it up. They're holding me back and him back and... His ribs were exposed, and I hit him with the ribs, and I heard him crack, and he dropped. The injured mugger eventually took off. Shepard suffered a small cut and bruising around his left eye and a ruptured eardrum. It really hurt. I went to the hospital. Well, yeah, you had a bottle knocked over your head. So, that's cool. Yeah, don't be uh, just hitting people with the head with bats and, like, bottles. I mean, here's the deal. The mugger saw the guy limping and old. It was like, ah. I got this, and turns out he's probably just limping from training for his. Yeah, he had match. hurt his hamstring, as they said earlier. Well, I must. That was part of the story I read. <laughs> part of the story you read. Um, God, we are still on old Florida. Yeah, this is how fucked up we are so far in 2019. Starting it off right. Um, this comes from Central Florida, although it doesn't really say where. But wild monkeys with herpes in Central Florida and the population on the verge of doubling. Marion County. Where's, where is that? Marion County? I don't even know. Central uh, Florida. I don't know. A population of monkeys that live in Silver Spring State Park are carrying a herpes virus that is deadly to humans and it could double in the next few years. The troop of restless mascots, whatever, was brought to Central Florida in the 1930s as part of a long since closed attraction to the park. They were placed on a small island, but the monkeys didn't stay there. Well, did they expect them to stay there? I mean, what the? What the fuck kind of story is this? Like, then it just stops. Then it goes into the monkey that got loose. Okay. Apparently, these monkeys have herpes. Oh, that's weird. And it could be a problem because... It's about to double, and if we get in contact with it, it could be deadly to us. I didn't know monkeys were even, like, alive, alive in Florida, like, not in captivity, like, in the wild. Um, I don't think they're in the wild. They were brought here, and then they escaped. Like, they were here for a park. Well, and then they put them on an island. 
Let me find a different fucking story because this one's fucking stupid. We'll read the one from Miami Herald. Um, this headline is Killer Herpes isn't stopping these monkeys from mating. And yep, they're in Florida. They have a herpes virus that can be fatal to humans. And their population could double by 2022. They are a group of 20 feral monkeys. And they give the exact name, which I can't pronounce. And they are in the Silver Spring State Park in Central Florida's Marion County. There's also a colony of these monkeys in Puerto Rico. According to a 2018 report by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, researchers found that these monkeys can shed the herpes B virus and known as Maxine herpes virus 1, blah, blah, blah. And this puts humans at risk for exposure to this potentially fatal thing. No humans recently so far have contracted the virus. The virus is transmitted by bites and scratches and body fluids. Monkeys are known to fling their poop, so that could be one way to spread the infection. For these reasons, the CDC issued a warning that officials should work on plans to limit the transmission from these monkeys. It's going to be a problem. Continual growth of that population is going to incur without intervention. Why don't they just kill them all? I don't know. Probably because PETA would have a fucking temper tantrum. They probably would. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't say much about this park or if they're contained or... If one got out. Yeah. Well, oh well. Oh well. All right. So, if fellow Floridians, if you see monkeys, stay away. They could have the herps. Stay away. All right. What's your... I said this one to you earlier this week or a couple of days ago. I feel like we may have done this one before. Well, you know, when I saw it, I was like, I think we've done this. Yeah. But is it the same one But the man buying his brother's penis off? Yeah, sure is. Because he was having sex on his favorite Dragon Ball Z blanket. But they didn't touch on that part in the story. I think this was from last week. Oh, well, anyway. Maybe this is just like a, a recap. Oh, you know what? No, don't read this. This is from July 23rd. Oh, we did do this. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Well, this is what I get from following people off their Twitter page. That's what happens. Yeah, I should look for the real news. You need to look for real news sources. You need to verify because I think last week I found this really good story on Reddit and I forget now what it's about, but the source that it came from was like... It was like a blog, kind of. Yeah, and one. it made it seem like it was a recent thing. So then I Googled it, and the story was from like five years ago. But this person from this news source that was, you could just tell by the name it wasn't a real news source, just rewrote it to make it seem like it happened today to get Reddit karma. I'll tell you what, though. Christmas. Get in front of the microphone. I'll tell you what, either Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner is going to be real weird. Man bites his brother's penis off after he walks in on his brother having sex with his cousin. That's going to get weird real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. mm, All right. We don't need to read it. We've had read it before, but damn. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. That's true Florida. That's probably like like right out of Polk County. Probably. All right. Well, let's get into our sports segment. Uh, 
I'll go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, please do. Okay. This comes to us from the New York Post. Fans can't keep hands off the crotch of Cristiano Ronaldo's statue. He's a soccer player. He is, and that's all I know about him. A Cristiano Ronaldo, am I even saying his name right? Probably not. Yeah, I think you are. Ronaldo's statue has attracted groups of laughing women due to its huge, shiny bulge. The Juventus superstar's larger... Um, larger than life tribute was unveiled as his Pistania CR7 hotel in Portugal in 2014. Of course, visitors want to get a photo alongside the artwork, but doing so has had unexpected consequences. The groin area has apparently been rubbed so frequently that the bronze has been polished into a hard to miss shine. Fans were quick to notice a generously sized bulge in the shorts when the statue was open to the public. And now it has become a focal point for selfies with fans seemingly eager to touch it as they pose for selfies. I like it. It really does have a big bulge. And it kind of makes, we'll post this on our Instagram page. It kind of makes you wonder, what the fuck were they thinking when they put the bulge there? Like, couldn't you just make it like a Ken doll? You're right. But they wanted to, you know, for it to be like. Lifelike? Real life. So he must have a big dong. Maybe he's like Nick Foles. So I heard, I can't remember if I heard it on a podcast or if I heard it on the Mike Kelta show, but I was telling Greg how Nick Foles from Philadelphia Eagles is called Big Dick Nick because he apparently has a really large dick. And they were, um, they've asked his teammates about it and it appears to be true. Cool. And then what do you find on Twitter right before we were starting to record? It was a a meme about um, how big his dick is. Yeah, because he hurt his ribs last week. So I guess he, they made a. A joke that he tripped over his um, dick and hurt his ribs. <laughs> so. so next time you see Nick Foles, just know he has a massive schlong. That's all I'm going to be thinking about when I watch the game today. Yep. Big dick Nick. <clears throat> all right. What's your sports story? Oh, this one's a heartwarming one. Actually, it's sad, too, at the same time. DeAndre Hopkins donates game check to Sling Girls Family. Oh. I don't think it's his full game check. I think it's enough to pay for her funeral. and he's No, gonna... he donated his entire playoff check. Oh, good for him. On Saturday, Back. DeAndre Hopkins won't just be playing for a chance to advance his AFC South champion Houston Texans. Spoiler to... alert, they didn't. They lost. Yeah, they lost. He will be also playing in honor of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes killed in a drive-by shooting in Houston. Did you hear about this story? I heard they have like a, a suspect. Now. Yeah, just this morning, actually, before we started to record, I saw that they have, a, they arrested a twenty-year-old. Well, that's... like what the fuck? And it's just so sad because it was like a senseless killing, and we're not going to get too dark here, but it was just senseless. And they, I think I read the story this morning that it's a case of mistaken identity. They didn't mean to shoot them; they thought it was someone else. Well, you should be shooting anybody, you asshole. Yeah, now um, he when he's posted on a Facebook or Twitter, Twitter. When I see Jasmine Barnes' face, I see my own daughter. I'm pledging my playoff check this week to help her family with funeral costs and to support Sean King. Sean King is an activist um, that's been very involved in this whole case, like putting out money for rewards, getting in contact with people for leads, and he's actually helped the investigation. So, um, yeah, so that's he's going to 
do that. That's really nice of him. That is very really sad nice. story. It is a sad story. Senseless killings or. Yeah. I do also have one more sports story that's not on the thing. And it's just sad. Um, I guess um, since uh, the Rays don't like sell out their stadium or have trouble like filling their upper deck up. They're not even going to open it up this year. You're not selling tickets for it. Nothing. Well, I heard that they're going to transform it into a fan experience type thing, which I don't know what that entails or means. Oh, that's weird. I didn't see that part. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I guess what they were doing last year, they weren't having as many concession stands open up there. And it was just kind of like it wasn't a very good product. Yeah. And I mean, so they decided, hey, nobody sits up there, so we're just going to get rid of it. But I did read this article about this guy that has had season tickets in the 300s for at least 10 years now. And he's met friends and he's either even somebody's godfather. Wow. That they they met in that section. So hopefully they can get tickets together. They're actually going to, if you do have season tickets, I can't imagine there's many people that have season tickets to the Rays in the 300 section. Right. But the Rays are going to relocate you to somewhere um, in the 200 section in the outfield for no additional charge. Oh, nice. I hope they get to stand or sit next to their friends. Yeah, so sounds like a good experience. Yeah. All right. Now that sports is over, let's go into our What the Fuck segment. What the fuck? Do you want to do the first one? I'll do the second one. Okay. Let me find it. I'll pause. All right. My first What the Fuck story comes to us from well it doesn't really say where it's from oh it's from across the pond in england across the pond and but the story comes to the new york post a bodybuilder <laughs> a bodybuilder wraps his penis around a rolling pin to finish his ta- tattoo bodysuit a bodybuilder whose entire body is covered in tattoos had to wrap his penis around a kitchen rolling. I think that's like the American equivalent of a rolling pin. I know. It looks like I was seems painful. To finish his private parts, including his testicles. Um, there's a video and I really wonder what the video is about. Let's take a listen. It's just the video of him getting his dong tattooed. And it shows it like as it goes around the... (laughs) Greg's face is hilarious. Like, also that poor tattoo artist, like you have to be all up in his junk. Yeah, it's not cool. I mean, I guess he's getting paid to do it. Yeah, I guess. I hope... uh, It's part of the job. He washed his balls real good. Yeah, hopefully... Um, uh, it just seems painful. He boasts that his impressive full body suit of ink, which has cost him almost $10,000 and has required more than 240 hours of tattooing. Well, it's not that bad. I thought it cost a little bit more. $10,000? No. Yeah. But he's now completed a two year journey to get his body covered in ink after enduring the four hour sitting to have his penis and testicles tattooed. Um,. Well, now what is now? What is he gonna do? He spent so long on finishing this goal, and now he's done. Now what? Well, I guess his goal's done. I mean, um, he, ha- he has to get another goal. I know, like what? 
Maybe he should become back, do be a real bodybuilder and actually concentrate on being a bodybuilder. Instead of the tattoos. All right, what you got? I got Norwegian mom spends 10K to look like Barbie doll. See, I see a picture of her before and after. She looked better before. I saw this article too, probably because I sent it. But I also thought she looked before better before. What what are you watching? Oh, some stupid 127 minute video here. Oh. That shows her looking like Barbie. But I feel like she like her lips are huge or yeah, the, the girl in the other picture, the the before, the before picture definitely better looking. Well, it's kind of like I feel like some people go overboard with plastic surgery. Like for example, remember we were talking about Snooky the other day? Yeah. She used and I mean she's still pretty. But she's like fake pretty. And Wow from the Jersey Shore, good Lord, she looks ridiculous. She has, I don't know, too much Botox, too much lip fillers. Mm, lip fillers. It's like you were so much prettier like before. Well, that's what people do. Because now they just look fake pretty. And fake pretty ain't pretty. No, it's not. You look <laughs> like Barbie. Yeah. So we will post that lady's pictures on our uh, Instagram. Instagram. Um. My other last what the fuck story. What are you looking at? Our bad dog Wait. doesn't listen. Oh, she's she a, was supposed to stay in her spot. She's a good girl. Um, and I also have two more stories I want to add, but we are running way behind. So I'm going to add those for next week. And here's the little hint. One has to do with a spider in Australia. And the other one has to do with a Canadian who came to the United States to the White House and tried to break into the White House so Donald Trump could help him find a wife. We will discuss that next week, so tune in. I thought we didn't talk politics on this. We don't, but... And that was funny because I was going to be like, this isn't political, but it does involve Donald Trump, but it is a great story. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So this story comes to us from Colombia. A former nun in training is set to make her professional porn debut. Um, And she started her career off with a bang (laughs) by signing an exclusive deal with one of the biggest porn companies in the U.S. Yuri Pineda, a devout Catholic from Colombia, has signed a multi-scene deal with Bang Bros, a Miami-based studio. The 28-year-old will make her debut and... In her first baby, she's going to be dressed up as a slutty nun. <laughs> off the search her out. <laughs> uh, Panetta made a name for herself in her home country when she left the convent where she was training to be a nun in order to become a cam girl. The switch was not an easy one considering that Panetta had dreamed of being a nun since she was a little girl. How do you go? It's like the, both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. How do you go from one end of the spectrum of wanting to be a nun... To becoming a porn star. How does that happen? I don't know, but it's, I don't, uh, that's weird. I don't know how it happens. She, uh, bet she has a lot of confessions to make. She probably does a lot. Yeah. God, that seems just nuts. So I wonder if she's still Catholic. Well, yeah, she probably is. By the time she was 18, she'd fallen in love with a religious teacher and decided she needed to change the scenery. Oh, it's like the Thornbirds. You ever see that movie? No, I haven't. Well, it's kind of not the same, but a girl falls in love with a priest. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. And while she was working menial jobs in Medellin, she was spotted by a webcam recruiter. Panetta was hired on the spot after her casting call. And she said, at first I was feeling bad, but now I'm fine with it. I also feel good when I go to church. I never miss Friday prayers, Saturday meetings, meetings, or Sunday mass. Wow. That is crazy. Well, maybe she just, you know, didn't like being a nun anymore. I don't think she ever made it to being a nun. Yeah, she's just... All right. Well, let's chase this what the fuckery down with some nice, sweet, sweet stories. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. This what um don't worry. Be happy story comes to us from Dupont, Washington. The headline is Starbucks barista helps an army veteran by finding him a kidney. An army veteran from DuPont, Washington, was able to get the kidney transplant he desperately needed thanks to the help from his local Starbucks barista. Barista Nicole McNeil noticed one of her regular customers, Vince Villiano, 41, seemed down one day in January of 2017, so she sat down with him to chat. Villano revealed that he had suffered from a genetic disease that caused cysts to form on his kidneys, causing him to only function at 4%. Wow, that's not very much. No. There's no treatment or cure for polycystic kidney disease, so Villano was facing life on di- dialysis unless he got a transplant. The barista then told her husband, Justin, about Villano's disease, and he decided to help. I said, I've got a kidney. You know, we could do this. I think I'm willing to do that. It didn't take long. The men met and found out that they're both vets who love hunting, fishing, and camping, and they were a donor match. Justin told the outlet that donating his kidney was a simple decision. It's kind of a life and death thing. People get on the list and live out their life on that list, so it's not really a question. You don't get to second guess it. The surgery took place on Wednesday, which was also Justin's 36th birthday. That was nice. See? That's nice. People doing nice things for each other. Would you give up a kidney? If it was somebody I knew. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. If they needed it. Yeah. What's your don't worry, be happy story? 11-year-old saves man almost twice his size from drowning. But I don't have this story. I think you didn't send it to me. Oh. Or you sent it to me and I misplaced it. That's possible. Here, let me send it your way. No, I did only send it to my to myself. That's probably why I don't have it. Probably. Because I've been really good. I even have a folder now. No, oh, that's not a good boy. I am a good boy. <laughs> Stop yawning. <coughs> I can't. I can't. I should be like Gavin, still sleeping. It is 11.17 on what is he still sleeping Sunday for? morning, and Gavin is still fucking sleeping. Those kids have a rude awakening when their alarm goes off at 7 a.m. tomorrow to go back to school. I mean, why is he even tired? He went to bed the same time as Blake last night. I think he's having a gross spurt because he's been eating like a pig. He was eating like a pig yesterday. Yeah. All right. Don't worry, be happy. 11-year-old. Hey, an 11-year-old saves a man twice his size from drowning. Yay. <laughs> Yay. An 11-year-old boy is being hailed as a hero after he saved a man who was at least 100 pounds heavier than him from drowning. 
<laughs> That's his name, by the way. I'm reading it along with you. The kid's name is like Advayak Nandikator. Sounds like he's from India. He is. Was that in an apartment complex swimming pool when he noticed a 34-year-old man go underwater but not resurface? Well, maybe he was just trying to commit suicide. Egan, Minnesota police officers were called to the scene around 7.25 p.m. Sunday and learned the man's identity initially was in the shallow end but ventured into the deep part of the pool. Can we take a time out? So this is from Egan, Minnesota. Isn't it fucking cold in Minnesota? It obviously was an inside pool, I'm assuming, but they don't talk about that at all. Maybe they were just doing... Yeah, Maybe. Well, that's cold. At the time, the only other person at the pool who could swim was Nandikukor. He jumped in and grabbed the man, pulled him to a ledge <clears throat> where other adults were able to assist. The man was later taken to a nearby hospital, but released a few hours later. He just jumped into action and jumped in and saved a guy who was drowning and literally saved a life, the police officer said. Nadikatukor has been taking swimming lessons since his family moved to Minnesota from India in 2015. I was right. He was from India. I know. Nadikatukor was quite calm about the situation. So oh, cool. That's, that's very sweet. very cool. I'm so glad he saved his life. And I love that all the other adults just sat around watching this 11-year-old spring into action. They couldn't swim supposedly. I know. I know. I know. They helped them when he got to a ledge. Yeah. They were good. So citizens. yay you, 11-year-old. Yay you. Um, so now is the time that we would do boys tell a joke. And we're not going to be able to today. We are not going to be able to do that segment today because like we just said, Gavin is still sleeping at 1120 Sunday morning. So we will just have to forego the boys tell a joke. And Blake's out fishing. He has been on this massive fat fishing kick. Like his whole Instagram is just all the fish he catches. All the fish. I wonder if he's caught any today. He hasn't sent anything. No, but he takes pictures of them and he has an app that tells him what kind of fish it is. And yeah, so no jokes from the boys. No jokes. I almost feel like I should tell one. (laughs) Okay, so since the boys aren't here to tell a joke, I'm going to step in and tell an adult joke. Ooh. A man and a woman started to have sex in the middle of a dark forest. After about 15 minutes of it, the man finally gets up and says, Damn, I wish I had a flashlight. The woman says, Me too. You've been eating grass for the past 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Done. done. (laughs) All right. Sorry, my jokes are probably not as cute as the boys. But but, they're cool. But hey, it was funny. All right. So we're going to wrap this shindig up. And if you have any stories you would like to talk to, like us to talk about go ahead and email them to us at podfullofsunshine at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at podfullofsunshine but take off that e of sunshine instagram at podfullofsunshine um yeah go and leave a five-star review we got another review this week i'm very excited about that Oh, yeah. Um, but we would like more. So go ahead and go to Apple iTunes and leave that five-star review and tell everyone how funny we are. Yeah, we're awesome. You know, hook it up. Hook it up. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. We're still growing. Um, pretty soon here, we're going to have stickers. I'm, I need to order them. Now that we have a logo that I actually like, I'm going to order stickers. 
So I will let y'all know when we get those in and I can mail you one. She will. All right. Well, you got anything else, Greg? Nope. Just holler at your boy. All right. We will see everyone next week. Peace out. Adios, machacho. Later, alligator. Bye. <laughs> Y'all come back now, dear. Yeah.